This is the Casting Lots podcast, and you're listening to Casting Lots. We will not comply with the institution's sick illusion. No, it won't be televised. Welcome to the revolution. Televised government been telling lies. If you're not with us, you better step aside. Witnessing the genocide, everything is centralized. The food that we consume and they spraying it all with pesticides. Easily identify the sheep and the snake, the real and the fake. Giving us a reason to pray. I'ma make my own choices. A voice for the voiceless. They trying to destroy us, avoiding the poison. It's all pointless if you don't have a purpose. If you read the verses, you'll know who we versing. Government can tell you what your worth is. Look deeper than the surface. They don't even want you researching or asking questions. We all being tested. Shh. Shut your mouth, they comply, that's the message Want you to rest on prescriptions that mess with your head Got you stressing, suppressing expression We will not comply With the institution's sick illusion No, it won't be televised Welcome to the revolution Hey, good evening, everyone. Thanks for joining. Uh, today is Saturday, February 18th, 2023, and this is episode seven of Casting Lots. How's everybody doing? Matt? Are you... oranges. <laughs> He's eating oranges. Uh, yeah, so there's just a whole lot of crazy going on. Um, you know, obviously, everybody's been kind of keeping up with the news, I'm sure, and the big thing right now is... Uh, the Ohio uh, contamination. So we're going to talk a little bit about that tonight. Uh, Douglas is here. I think he's going to call in and, you know, he's always got a lot of good wisdom to share with everybody. So I'm excited for tonight. Um, I'm going to go ahead and just open us in a quick word of prayer. So if you would just please bow your heads. Uh, Heavenly Father, we thank you once again for giving us this opportunity to come together, Lord, in, in your word. Lord, I just ask humbly that you put in my heart whatever message you need me to put out there, Lord. Um, we are your messengers, and we're here for you to do your work, Lord. We ask that um, you just be with everybody here tonight, Lord. Give us the wisdom and the courage to to speak the truth in your word. And we just ask that um, those who are still asleep, then, Lord, we know that you are moving mountains and we see it every day, Lord. We feel your love and, and your safety just wrapped around us, Lord. So we ask that you just continue guiding us and putting that hedge of protection around all of us while we do your work, Lord. Um, and for those who are struggling or who are sick right now, Lord, we just ask that you heal them. Um, and just be with all of us here tonight, Lord. And for those who will listen later on um, in this, we pray in your son, Jesus' holy name. Amen. All right. Yay, Jaja. So glad you could be here. Um, oh, Matt. <laughs> he's so grumpy. We were listening to Duncan's show earlier, and I'm always cold, and he's always like a furnace, burning furnace. So I'm like, can you just come warm me up? Two minutes into it, he's like, <sighs> Wait, really? Really? 
So I'm over here listening to, to Duncan and he's over here snoring. I'm like, okay, you better be up for the show tonight because you're you're my my Clyde. So he's grumpy. He didn't want to be here tonight. So he's eating oranges trying to wake up. So if he's grumpy, that's why. Douglas said high five, man. Cheers to that. <laughs> so um, I don't know any of you that you know are in the live show. Uh, my dad is Hondo on here. And uh, Rena, that is his fiance. Um, they live in Ohio. And they're probably about, what, three and a half hours away, I'd say, from uh, East Palestine, Ohio. And so, uh, you know... I was a little worried about my dad being that close to, to all that. And, you know, I told him, I'm like, if you need to come here, dad, just you and Rena, whatever you need to do, just come over here. You know, I'm really concerned because we know how evil these people can be. And so um, my dad said that everything over there's just been really quiet. They're not really talking about anything in the news. You know, nothing's really being said or done. And, um, you know, they did this testing. They had this private company do this testing. And, you know, they're saying, oh, you know, everything's good. East Palestine municipal water testing results have come in. And it says the village's water is safe to drink and shows no signs of contamination after a train derailment spilled toxic chemicals earlier this month, state officials announced Wednesday. Uh, this was posted February 15th and updated on the 16th. Well, okay, you know, obviously we know we can't trust them, but why? There's another thing that just came out. It says Shapiro, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania DEP will test water in connection with Ohio train derailment. And then there's lawsuits pending. Well, yeah, there's lawsuits pending. And then also um, they're saying that they are going to close off the Ohio River. Cincinnati's saying they're going to close off the Ohio River and take to prevent any contamination from the train derailment. Well, why are all these other surrounding states all of a sudden they want to close the water? They want to test their water. What is going on? If this water is supposedly safe, why are they doing this? You're asking me. <laughs> yeah. I mean, would you would you feel that? I mean, I saw uh, there was a guy. Well, from see, that's the thing, though, right? It's uh, uh, the absorption absorption rate of how much it's being uh, uh, impacted into the soil right now. How far down are their water sources? You know, mm -hmm. obviously they're not pulling directly off the Ohio. Typically there's water sources underneath you that the, uh, you know, municipalities pull off of. Uh, and they typically go, uh, typically go a little bit deeper or they stay shallow, I want to say, in some places. And I guess it can depend on region too. Illinois is a little wonky how they do it, but you could not have hit the water source yet. Or they could say, hey, it's not in the water drinking water, but I mean, it can still be present down below, so to say. So maybe they're bleaching, uh, you know, the water. I don't know. It's, well, they're saying that. I'm, I'm putting $200 towards the fact that they got lawsuits pending right now. Oh, they yeah. started filing and they're trying to mitigate how much impact. Hey, you know, it burned your eyes, burned your skin, uh, killed some chickens and kick, killed uh, killed some fish. Well, there's a lot of fish. And then I saw this video yesterday. So there's this guy. I saw it on Facebook. One of my friends had shared it. And this guy he had posted, um, didn't want to believe there was a major hazmat issue. I wanted to believe it wasn't real. This is scary. Do not touch your vehicles without gloves. Vinyl chloride, butyl acrylate, and all these other words I can't pronounce them. I'm going to try. Uh, are only some of the things that are being reported that spilled. It's all the way in Connecticut now. Still people are conspiracy theorists, huh? 
watch your well water that you used to drink and shower with. This is very real. This goes into the same reservoirs where you get your tap water from the sink. So this guy posted this picture of his truck and I'll have to share it um, on the channel, on the, the Telegram channel, but his car is just covered in these spots. It looks almost like dirt, um, but it's white and it just, it's not right. And he posted a couple other videos and there's this guy, he was in a little creek and he has this stick and he's like, moving all the sediments around in the water and you just see like all of this uh chemical just coming up and there's dead fish and it's really really disgusting it's disturbing and it really makes you wonder what is really going what is this you know i mean obviously we know that there's chemicals and supposedly i read somewhere that these chemicals were banned from being transported the way that they were in 1979 so we all know that uh, BlackRock owns all three of the railroad companies that were derailed in these different states. And it's not just Ohio that this has happened in. Uh, my dad and my brother and Matt and myself, we all, we are in a, a, a text group. And uh, my brother kind of started it off and he's like, did you guys see this? And so then I, you know, me, just the whole information overflow. I started sharing all these different things and you know, it's like when you put all these pieces together, you can clearly see that something is going on. We truly are at war, whether it be with our own government or, you know, you know, we call them the deep state, whatever name you choose for them. Obviously, we are being attacked. They're coming for our soil. They're coming for our animals. They're coming for just everything. They're coming for us. And, you know, we always talk about it being a spiritual war. And it truly Hey, what's going on, brother? You mean? Yeah. Keep talking. I'll sit back, just listen to you. <laughs> All right. Well, you chime in anytime you want, because, like I said, you're you're full of good information too. Um, with Matt, but I I did like the um, video that Scott played last night of uh, Dr. Merrick. I mean, she kind of made some good points, you know, about the chemicals, but still. It's not good. No, definitely not. And it's, you know, we talk about the Agenda 2030 and the land development, which then allows the governments to, you know, basically take away all the polluted land oh, and sure. then push all these people into these smart cities, these 15 minute cities. And I was just seeing something the other day that, you know, in other countries, in European countries, they're fighting back against the government, um, against these 15 minute cities. Oxford, England's been fighting it since the day they tried to start it over there. They uh, they put up the barriers on the roads to keep people in certain sections, of course, and they were asking for IDs. And there was one lady in the video, she was absolutely going off about it because she couldn't go right over there. You know, she couldn't go from there to there. And, you know, I got thinking about that. And really in my town, I well, I guess I'm living in a small town, but even people that live in big cities, you know, they're already designed to just go a certain mileage from their house and that's it, or a certain time frame of how long it takes them to get there. Well, that's how Chicago is. I grew up in, in the south side of Chicago, um, mm -hmm. not in, you know, like downtown. But even where I was at, I remember being a young kid and I could ride my bike, you know, a couple of city blocks down and I could go to the bread store, I could go to the gas station, I could go to McDonald's. And I feel like they've been doing this all along.
but there's not an, there's so many people that are moving out of the city of Chicago because the taxes for one are just crazy insane. Oh, and two, the crime. Absolutely. I mean, people's cars have been broken into, you know, they're stealing well, cars uh, from their cars. They had, they had one, one thing. They, had, they said the miracle mile up there is down like 30% of shops. They're, they've lost 30% of their revenue there on the that million dollar mile, whatever they call it there in Chicago, because people don't want to put stores back in there because of the looting that's going on. And, you know, I said this, I think I said this on um, Conley's show that uh, Lori Lightfoot and then we're telling them, they come up with an idea to have all the shop owners uh, hire private security. And that could go off the rails real quick right there because if one of them guys ends up shooting one of the criminals, it's going to flip back over and, and then it's going to turn up another big bee's nest to something else that really doesn't need to go on. You well, know, that's, can't, can't. you know, it's like everything for thee, but not for me. They, you know, they want all this chaos and they don't care about those people, you know, well, unless they want the votes. You know, somebody's brought it up. I think it probably was Scott or somebody else that brought it up about, um, Maybe one of his interviews, but they were bringing up that they poisoned the wells during the black, the the plague over there instead of it being um, coming off of the fleas of the rats. You know that's 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 very plausible because you hear stories of uh, Dracula. You know the the prince when he was going to coming back through Turkey, he poisoned all the wells on his retreat so that they wouldn't have good water to drink. And that's been done before, and it's like with this. Instead of a poison a well, they poisoned an aqua filter or fire underneath the ground, maybe. Not real quick, but again, it's gonna happen over time. You know, even around here in the country, they uh, spray a lot of ammonia on these cornfields and stuff. And I had an aunt and uncle that had a fish tank and they uh kept adding water to their tank and their fish kept dying. They finally tested their well water and it was full of ammonia. Just from oh. Putting the fertilizer on the ground. That's not surprising at all. And it's funny you mentioned ammonia because uh, we were out shopping today and there was a train. And I'm just thinking, I don't want to, I was the first one in line. I'm like, man, if this thing derails, I don't want to be near this. And, you know, it's what was it, UTLX? And, you know, they had the big tanks and what's on there? Ammonia. And I'm like, man, if this thing derails, like we, we need to back it up, you know, because you just never know. And no. I feel like, the town that we were in, it was a smaller town. I'm like, this would be the perfect place for them because there's a lot of farmland where we're at. And I'm yeah. like, this would be the perfect place for it to derail. I'm like, you know, oh, and it's scary. That would be like a bomb going off. If that, if one of them yes. crashed, I mean, there wouldn't be no wait to it. It'd just blow up. Hey, Punky. Hey, what's going on? Hey, I just want to add to that Ohio train derailment. You know, I don't know. I've heard very little, and I do live in Ohio. And some of the people were saying that they were offered a thousand dollars to relocate. Nothing was mentioned to them about you know what's going to happen with their homes. Um, no, they are worthless. They got an attorney that's uh, doing a, a lawsuit right now. A couple of the families in that town because they walked around and they were getting that paper out from the company called CTEH was doing the environmental testing for the, the train company. And it was wanting them to sign off, but yet they were going to give them like 
a thousand dollars first rent and last month's rent or something like that. Right. And, but what about all these homes that are there? I mean, they're not. You can't sell them because they're worthless. Nobody wants to live there because the, the area is so well polluted now and, and toxic. So what do these poor people do? They're homeless. They have nowhere to go. No one's no one's giving them money to relocate as far as like a hotel until they can figure out what they're going to do. They're not offering them nothing, nothing at all. You got a lot. Of, you got like a lot of these guys have been saying. There's a lot of eyes on this right now, and 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 all these eyes that are on that accident over there have actually got the government to move. But like I think it was Duncan was saying, when Trump said he was going to go there within an hour, the uh, FEMA and HSS decided they were going to go. So Trump made them jump into action by wanting to go to the town. Now, they had the FDA administrator from our government there um, saying that the water was safe, but yet you didn't see him take a drink of that water. Right. And I was like, if you can't drink it, you expect anybody else to drink it? Uh -huh. it's, it's bad. I know J.D. Vance, who's, who's a senator, I believe, here in Ohio, he, uh, yeah. he, he moved a stick around in the water, and you can actually see the toxic in the water just moving around. And whoever this person saying that it's safe there, he told them, if it's so safe here, come and take a drink of this water. <laughs> I know it. Crazy, and isn't it? The townspeople there had a meeting, and so, supposedly some people were supposed to have um, – come to the meeting, I think governmental people or yeah, whatever it might be, they never showed up. The CEO was supposed to, he, he ended up showing up there either today or yesterday. Okay. The CEO okay. of uh, North Fork and Southern did, but I don't know, Punky, what do you think on this? It's pretty much a bad show right now, well, isn't it? Well, what I really think is what they're doing, they're, they know that they're not going to be able to push us into these cities willingly. We're not going to just willingly go. And so I think what they're trying to do, like my dad was saying, Hondo, um, they're going to completely destroy these areas where there's a lot of farmland and things like that. And they are going to literally force these people to move. You can't drink the water. You know, we were without water when Matt was in the army. We were without water for a week and it was like hell. You know, oh, you're trying to cook, you can't wash dishes, you can't shower, you can't do anything. Nope. So they know we need water to survive. So you contaminate the water, you contaminate the land, you're going to force them to go somewhere else. Right. And then if, I may, if I may mention this, I don't know if anybody had read anything about this, but this supposedly this tactic that's in the air, it's actually changing the DNA of people. Well, somebody posted no, that. What was that? That's the shot doing that. They're going to try to blame this. Yeah, Everybody's, we know their DNA is being changed from the, the, the bioweapon shot that they got. Yeah, so yeah. they're going to blame this and say, so then why are the people who are not vaxxed, why are their DNA not changing? Tell me that. It's not going to. No, they're going, they're going to use this. And it, it's like, um, oh, shoot. Oh, we were talking about the water. There was um, something that come out here. On that, where uh, she, I'm gonna have to get my train thought back on that. Um, well, but I mean, if you think about it, all these all these red states, the train, train derail. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, you're fine. Um, they tried. They tried a program that they said that they give everybody their uh, my ID, and it, you can either have it on a bracelet or on a watch or on your phone or on a anything. Yes. But it's a medical device that um, checks your heart rate. Well, no, I'm sorry, your respiratory. So 
they're offering these to people they can get them and they're going oh they're like 20 bucks so here they got basically got a digital tracker and, and a thing on everybody in that town this is what i read and it i don't know if it's true or not but um they've been doing that program for three months so like you were saying you know they get them in a smart city and then they got a way of tracking them with the respiratory thing so yeah it don't look good i mean but people there's a lot like i said there's a lot of eyes on this right now a lot of these eyes are talking out about nobody showing up nobody doing anything uh-huh. um, the response time was two weeks after the wreck you know from the government that's not good no 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 and these other train rail derailments were all in red states south carolina houston i mean you think about it it's like these these are deliberately set in these red states now that's just a theory i think they're in the last i do i think they're in the last death rows and they're throwing everything at it right now yes i agree with you i agree yep i think the same thing you know my dad when this first started happening i told you we had this this group text um and that's what we put together they're all ohio uh south carolina florida texas all the red states where all the patriots are the people who had enough sense to you know grow their own gardens and trying to prep and do all the things that we do and we're not the ones that took the bio weapon so of course they're going to attack us we are literally at war with the powers that be and they're not hiding it anymore but it's funny because you know we always say we are the news now right so we're the ones sharing all the information we're sharing information, yeah, but we're not the news yet people are waking up to us though you're correct on that i agree with you douglas i agree with you 100 percent you know you so just people- go ahead I was going to say so many people are coming to us because, you know, like on my Facebook alone, people, you know, even who, who got the bioweapon are coming to me asking me what's going on, what's happening. And they know because the things that we've been saying are finally starting to come to fruition. And they're just like, OK, wait a minute. We know who to go to. And we were told this was going to happen. They need to come to us. They need to, um, you know, find out what's going on. Like, what do we do? Can you help us? And we mm-hmm. knew this was going to happen. Yes, punk, I think you, punk, I think you me that uh, our our instincts, our internal instincts, are saying something's going to big. Something big is going to happen soon, and that's. I feel. I truly feel like something. They're planning something, and uh, it's going to blow our mind. Oh, for oh, sure. sure. You can feel it uh, internally. You can just feel uh, something inside of you you know whether it's the holy spirit or whatever you i believe it's the holy spirit telling us god has been preparing us for this moment and we feel it god is calling us back you know like i talked on calmly i had that girl in the deli young girl very young girl and she i was talking about this stuff and we started talking and she's on the same thread which that was pretty nice for me to see somebody that young seeing what's going on and all she got from me was validation that she wasn't nuts. And I was like, you're not crazy. You're seeing it. So that was a good sign to me. And and I've got people asking me questions or coming up. They're not, they're not doing that. Some of them that think they're real smart. They'll come up and uh, go, well, what do you think about them UFOs and aliens? And I just sit there and laugh at them and go, okay, UFO and aliens. How about, how about fallen angels and uh, technology that they've kept from us for hundreds of years. I mean, they know everything. 
Uh, Moon Wolf just brought up a good point. Has anybody tried to get water to these people? I've not I've heard, heard anything. Did um, there's a, what? Who was that? That doctor um, that Scott had on that? I'm on his Telegram page. And Doc Peters, is that it, Punky? Who who is it? Doc Peters. He's on Telegram. He was on Scott's channel. He was one of the. Um, he was an army doctor that took the vaccine just so he could stay with his guys. He was lieutenant. He's in he's in East Palestine, Ohio, right now, and he went with a group that took. I don't know if they took food and water, but he's up there um, setting something up to help them people. Does Does anybody know if you have to wear any hazmat outfits up there? I mean, is the air that good where you can actually live there and and you know walk around? Federal government and everybody that thinks there's somebody's wearing them suits, but the residents don't have the suits. They're still walking around the town. They're, um, Waters had, had them and their attorney on the other night, and the couple that was standing out there in the out in the town, they were just right behind them is where the train wreck happened. And I was like, "Going, you're you're that close," uh -huh. and they were fifty to sixty yards, maybe a hundred yards from the accident. Wow talking and i was like i can't believe it i'll tell you what everybody like everybody's talking about punky it's going to be interesting to watch as this uh, russia thing because you know when that nord stream 2 pipeline blew up i said right then on there our cia had that done and now it's coming out and have you seen the two eu prime ministers going off about that the lady and the guy uh, they're talking about that reporter that did the journalism on this and found out and I can't believe it was Norway that was in on this. What do you think about that? Or Matt? What's Matt think about that? <coughs> He's hiding over there eating his orange. Hang on. Come over. Eat that orange. Is, is Russia have, uh, considering any retaliation against us for that? Well, I don't... Putin, Putin, like Putin says, he's got nothing against the American people, but... Um, I think it was, um, they were talking on Duncan's show, you know, and it's true. Um, what if, because Putin just wants the oligarchs. He, he wants the people in Washington, D.C., the, the non-elected officials and those guys that do all this policy, like Conley was talking about them white papers last night, uh -huh. and that one group. And those are the people Putin wants because those are, you know, when everybody goes, we did this, I'm sitting back here going, uh, I'm not part of that we that said for you to drop chemical weapons on a Russian troop or right. I, wasn't, I wasn't we that said I'll send over all that money. Um, that was them, not me, not we. It was them. They're they're totally separated from this country. I mean, uh, the whole our whole country acts like it's nothing but a big camp to them. And, you know. <laughs> You know, I asked Punky just today while I was talking to Punky today, I said, you know, I know our military is not going to do much for us. So what do we do as a whole, the people that are the patriots, what do we do to fight these people? And I think uh, Punky hit it on the head. This is a biblical war. This is not something we could just pull out our guns and, you know, and go take people out. That's not that's not what this is all about anymore. Yeah. It's, it, it, the time has come. The time has come where we need higher up help, higher up. And I mean, way up there. We need his well, help. Yeah. You know, this this has been a DNA war since the beginning of 
beginning when God put everybody down here, if you look at it. And they're going after DNA, all the ancestry tests that they did, all the 23andMe. They gathered so much intel on the world by people doing that DNA test uh-huh. that they could map out every 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 um, descendant of every tribe that come out of the, the lands. I mean, they can break it down. And they can they can attack just that group of people with what they learned just from that, and that's what they were doing with this weapon, I believe. And heck, the bio labs in Russia they were supposedly testing out agents against uh, Russian ethnicity, and they were going to use drones to go over and spray them. And then, well, we just watched them drop a chemical weapon on Russian troops, and it's it's pretty horrific to watch it. So watch that video because, you know, if it's real, that that's pretty pathetic. If it's not real, then still the, just the imagery on some people should shock them to awake what's being done. Yeah. But I don't know. That's We're in for some – Putin gets to make his move now because he's got he's got the truth on his side. Um, MSM. MSM's here with us. John, how's it going? Oh, cool. Y'all have fun. Sorry, can you hear oh, me? Stay here. Stay here. Yeah. How's Sorry. It going? I, good. I was I was resp- I was replying to uh, Jenny Lynn and I couldn't hit my unmute button. <laughs> Sorry. Right. But uh, no, an- another another angle to consider to the whole uh, water situation that's going on. Just found out today that uh, Cincinnati is shutting off its water intake valves from the river that supplies a lot of water to the city of Cincinnati and northern Kentucky. So that's another thing to consider here. If they shut off those valves, I don't know if they'll be pulling water out of the Little Miami or Great Miami rivers, which run into the Ohio. Mm -hmm. And if they have enough intake valves to sustain the population there with their water. Yeah, they were saying, uh, according to DCWW, the latest modeling indicates that any chemicals remaining in the Ohio River will likely pass through Cincinnati area early Sunday, February 19th, so tomorrow. Um, right, and, and that's, it- that's about 2 million people in the greater Cincinnati area that rely on that water. Now, it says, while the water intake is shut off, uh, GCWW will temporarily switch to water reserves, officials said. So when those reserves run out and that water is still contaminated, what are they going to do? Right. The reserve we have in Southgate, Kentucky, which is just across the river, I don't know how many gallons it is. It, it's about a, probably about a two-acre lake. Depth-wise, it couldn't be more than 20 feet deep. So I don't, I, yeah, I don't know. Sustainability-wise. And how many people are in Cincinnati? In the greater Cincinnati area is about two million. Wow. Yeah, yeah, that's that's the three northern Kentucky counties: um, Hamilton County, Warren County, and I think it's Franklin County in Indiana. Well, I hope everybody's stocking up on water because you know if you looked at you know the arteries where it was going, I mean it's going to be like a big part of the United States is going to be affected by this. You know, yeah, I mean, and who knows if it's even here yet. But people were saying, I was watching videos yesterday, that they were saying that they got rain and the rain was burning their skin. Well, rain, yes, I said rain. Mm-hmm. Yes. Which is interesting. So, I guess that was northeast of this bill. That I'm not sure. Right? I'm not because sure. Because airflow wise, it should have been northeast, considering the jet stream runs that way from there. 
like it'll go across Pennsylvania usually and up and through the New England area. Well, I also heard that animal life, animal life is being killed too. They're drinking from the, from, from the lakes and all that, and they're dying. Yeah, I wouldn't doubt it. Uh, I saw a video where somebody was scraping freezing rain off their truck in Ontario, and you could see the rainbow chemicals in the freezing, wow, the frozen ice. Yeah, so that was in Ontario, which is northeast, of course, of where the spill happened. But uh, on another note, you were talking about uh, coming together, and I was down at the Asbury uh, event today, and it was it was really incredible. There were thousands yes, of people there. Sure. Yeah, and your you video, I was, well, yes, it was amazing. Like being there, like how how was the just like being there, like feeling like how it made me it made me tear up. And I don't that doesn't happen very often in those kinds of situations, but it was pretty overwhelming. Um, there was nobody actually preaching when I was there, so I don't know doctrine wise what they're what they're really all about. I can't speak to that, but. There's a lot of Jesus talk. Um, they were reading scriptures, and there were there was a praise going on pretty much the whole time I was there. I was there for about an hour and a half, two hours. Shutting it down a little bit so that the kids go back to school, but the, yeah, they're just limiting the hours that they're going to have. But they're still they were talking about the 22nd. I think is when they were going to slow it down. Well, so the like line. You said it was an 11 minutes. It took you about to get there. It, it took me from the beginning of the line to get into the chapel to the end of the line of people waiting to get into the chapel. It took me 11 and a half minutes to walk it, and I didn't stop the entire time. It was an 11 and a half minute walk just to walk the line to get in. Yeah, that, I mean, I've never seen a line like that anywhere in my life. No concert, no event, no, no anything have I seen a line like that. So it was pretty incredible. Incredible. Oh, they're saying people are coming in from all across the world, not just the United States, but, you know, there were there were a couple Asians there that did not speak English. Uh, They just smiled and nodded when I told them, God bless. There was some people from Arkansas, from Florida, Tennessee, uh, Wisconsin that I had talked to while I was there. So I've never seen anything like it. And if it started the way they say it started with just, you know, 10 or 12 college students staying after an altar call. And it grown from there. That would be pretty incredible. And it's not just happening there. I know, you know, by my dad, they said right outside uh, Dayton, Ohio, um, they've got one there. Um, several churches across the country are doing the same thing. Um, I know there's one by Kalamazoo, Michigan. They said this has been going on now for about three days. Um, so, you know, whether this is the revival that we've been waiting for, I don't know, but it looks pretty promising to me. It's just amazing regardless to see this. It, it was amazing. And it was, like I said, it was, it was extraordinary. Uh, you could, the spirit there and the people seeking there, it was palpable. Did they have, I mean, the three it, it hit me hard. What's that? Did they have the three uh, uh, chapels open? Yeah. Yeah. And there were huge lines. That's the one of the lines was 11 minutes that I walked in. The other one was the smaller chapel. Heard that. It probably only held about 30 people, 40 people, maybe. And that line was only maybe a hundred people deep. So how how much energy you feel down there? It it, it made me tear up. Well, like I, yeah, I, I, it, yeah, that's cool, dude. That's real cool. Yeah, it was incredible. So, so. I don't think that twenty seconds going to work because if it's hammering on like that, that's going to grow. It 
they may have to just yeah do something different. Well, I, I talked to some people today that are going there tomorrow, so <laughs> that weren't even there, you know, today. So, well, can you imagine how many people could show up to that? I mean, that would just, and I'm talking about all people, not just. Uh, I'm not going there. Um, I'm talking a lot of people that have that that hope for Christ and believe in Christ. There's a lot of people in this country, more than what people know. There really is. And that, from and that poor town was just overwhelmed. I mean, it's a small little rural Kentucky town, and I mean, I think the population is probably five or six thousand at most. And you know what? How far is it from the Ark? I'm happy. Oh, it's that an hour and twenty minutes from the Ark. Isn't that something though? They've got the replica of Noah's Ark, which is amazing. If you've never seen that, um, yeah, you went to that, and it is unreal how big that thing is. No, Punky's been. I, I've gone. I had a membership for a while. I, it's only about fifteen minutes for me. Oh, I'd love that. I want to see it, but she's she's saying ain't that cool that it's right there by the ark? Like everybody's. Uh, it's it's like a new beginning after the yeah, uh, right. Okay. I, that was that's nothing but the Holy Spirit working right there, and. Yeah, we went last year. We were we went to Tennessee for a week, and I think you guys were actually in Tennessee too, MSM, at the same time. Or yeah, I think we were. Yeah. And so on the way back, we just kind of stopped in, and I didn't realize how big it was and how much there was to, to do there. And so I told Matt, I'm like, hmm, what if we take a field trip for the kids? You know, we can go see the Ark, spend a couple of days there. And we can go to the revival, like do all the God things, you know, in in a right. couple of days. I think that would be amazing, you know. And being if that you do. Go to the Creation Museum. I like it more than the Ark. I heard that's really good too, but I've never. I like I said, we just kind of passed through quickly, which I wish we would have had more time. What is that about the the museum? Um, it's 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 a museum of natural history, but instead of taking the evolutionary view, it takes a biblical view. So it's it's and it's huge. It's it's amazing. Kids love it. They have zip lines too. They have all kinds of stuff to do there. Hey, um, somebody showed in the video, do they actually have dinosaurs in there? Like ones that move and stuff, yeah, like animated ones. Inside the ark? Oh, and the ark? Um, yeah, it's big enough to put – yeah, they have small dinosaurs in there. That's what I was wondering because somebody showed was in there doing a YouTube video, and they was inside the ark, and they showed dinosaurs, and I was like, hmm, interesting. Well, that might have been the Creation Museum too. Because the the people that do the art, it's Answers in Genesis. They run both of them. Oh, I see. Hmm, that's interesting. So it is based on the Answers in Genesis doctrine, which is the six thousand year old Earth. Would you go along with that? Uh, personally, i I don't. I don't go with the uh, fourteen point one billion that the science claims it is either, though. I no, think I don't we're all off. I, I, I just don't think there's any way to really know what we don't know. So what's, you know. What do you think, Dustin, do you think Dustin Nemos made a good uh, argument to it being biblical? On the show with Duncan? Yeah. We're on the scale with Scott, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I'm not... I was a flat earther for a while, but I've also taken astronomy in school. I went through college for chemistry. I took a lot of science classes. And I took a lot of astronomy classes. So you don't but, think it's a uh, 
I don't. I think it's a torrid. I think it's an electromagnetic torrid with a, let's say, a dielectric hyperbole in the middle. And I think the physical material coalesces around that torrid. I don't think it's necessarily shaped like a torrid, but I think the physical matter coalesces around the magnetics of the torrid. Okay, I think God so used up magnetics to create. I think that's, I think that's the basis of creation. Well, you know, I've seen on a, a, a Yahoo News thing that everybody, and this just came out after a week or a few days after Scott and even Duncan was talking about it, and you might have talked about it too, of the Earth's core spinning backwards now. I heard that, and I don't think it is. You don't? I don't. I don't think the core is set up the way they say it's set up. Hmm. Because, again, I think it's an electromagnetic torrid with a dielectric hyperbole in the middle. And that's... No deeper. Right. Uh, so a torrid uh, is, is basically like a donut. But okay. I think there's so much physical matter in the torrid that it compresses itself because so. of its, its own gravity or its own magnetic pull. A dielectric hyperbole is what you would put. It's basically like an hourglass shape that would be in the center of the torrid or the donut. So you have oh. a donut and you have an hourglass inside of that donut, but it's compressed real tightly. Okay. And I think it's all based on electromagnetics and, and magnetism. It well, might be iron at the core, but I think if the core spun backwards, it would have an instant magnetic effect on the rest of the planet, well, including the poles. So with your with your your theory on what the core is, you think that's why Tesla was where he was? Yes. Because I don't Tesla even think I don't even think stars are what they say they are. I think I think the magnetic toroid, and I think there's two. Uh, so a magnet has what's called a plane of inertia around it, yeah. where it's it doesn't have an actual pull. It's okay. it's it's more like a a barrier, so to speak, kind of like what I would call the Van Allen belt. I think there's a a torrid that forms the Earth. There's an outer magnetic system of some source, whether it's a torrid or whether it's part of the dielectric hyperbole that's in the middle of the torrid that gives the opposite charge that repels the water that's outside of our environment that gives us our atmosphere. So you so, think so I believe there's water outside of the atmosphere. I think I think space is liquid. I think stars are somniluminescence and they've shown this in a lab where if you suspend the water, if you suspend air bubbles in a solution and push interference waves through it. So different frequencies through the air bubble, the bubble collapses and, and expands so quickly that it ignites and burns at thousands of degrees. Uh, and that's what I think stars are. I think they're sonoluminescent where they have interference frequencies running through bubbles trapped in the solution. That is our, that is space or outer space, so, so to speak. Tesla was right then. I think he was well, completely yeah. right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You know what, like grounding is, they call it earthing or grounding, and it talks about, you know, Matt and I, we talk about this all the time, about connecting with the Earth's electrons and, you know, walking barefoot, sitting, walking, all that outdoors. You know, I always tell the kids to go barefoot, and, you know, the pull, I don't know what it is, it doesn't, I don't understand, and Matt tries to explain it to me all the time. I think but. it's magnetic interactions between our cells and the Earth, and it aligns well, those magnetically to the Earth. So if you're running at the same frequency with something, there's no interference. If your frequency is different than something else, you're going to have interference. And if you have interference frequencies, you have chaos. Hey, um, John. 
Could you, uh, now she's talking about this grounding thing and it come to my head. Could you actually take a ground rod outside and run a copper wire to your body and ground out? I would think you could. I don't see why it couldn't be possible. Right. Well, I mean, well, that's what Tesla was doing. He put those stakes in the ground. He was able to light up the light bulbs, you know, from getting the, the connection from the ground. Right. right. Yep. He didn't even need wires. And that's where right. the free energy comes from, wasn't it, with his towers? Right. Yes. And then he mysteriously dies and all his suitcases get gone. <laughs> taken by Trump's other... uncle. Yep. Yeah. Taken by yeah. Trump's uncle. Exactly. And maybe that's why they're after Trump this whole time. Well, that makes it that makes it kind of interesting anyway. Right. Yeah. But yeah, the, the grounding. See. Hey, John, um, here's my question to you. What's three, six, nine? Uh, you know, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure it out. Oh, my. And that's why I was asking you. I didn't know if you hit it yet, because that's got something to do with either frequency or I try to think of those numbers if they're divisible or multiplied. But, man, I'll tell you. What well, is obviously, they're multiples of three. That's Tesla said, if you want to understand the secrets to the universe, you have to understand three, six, nine. And those are multiples of three. Right. Mm -hmm. One plus three, two plus three, three plus three. And, you know, if there's mathematics in it, I'm not a mathematician. So the math kind of gets me. Algebra gets me. I could do chemistry math because I could do the math and then go to a lab and put it practical use. And it comes out exactly what you think it's going to because it's just the way it is. But abstract math gets me. Go ahead. We did that show, uh, Jason Boilerman and I, we did it on evolution versus, you know, creation. And we talked about numbers and they talk about numbers. That's the only thing that they cannot manipulate. Numbers will always stay the same. They cannot change it no matter how they try. Three is always going to be three. You right. Know? It, has, it has practical empirical values that can't be changed ever. Right. And... Uh, Jenny Lynn said everything breaks down into a pattern of three, six, nine. And you look at, um, oh, what was that called, Matt? Remember, we were talking about the numbers. Uh, it was some kind of pattern. And the way that this computer is able to, to do this pattern, um, I'll have to look up the name of it. Like but, a fractal? Uh, oh, I can't remember the name of it. I'm going to look here in a second. Um, but the numbers, the way that the numbers, it wasn't Fibonacci. It was something else. Let me look. You guys talk in a second. Yeah, Fibonacci's one, one, two, three, five, eight, thirteen, or eleven, thirteen, something like that. I can't remember the pattern, the sequence. I'll have to look. Vicky's here. Yes, thank you, Vicky. You saved the day. Mandelbrot fracture. Okay, yes. yeah. Yes, it's amazing when you look. If you don't know what that is, look that up. Like math completely blows my mind. I'm not good with math, but I think that's that uh, x x plus negative y or x minus y or something like that is what the equation is for the fractal. The patterns <laughs> they did the computer patterns well in the 80s and the the patterns. Yes, it was it was just everything. Yeah, I had a buddy that used to write on numbers. Yes, God's thumbprint. That's what it is. Yeah. It's just, it's amazing. Everything comes back is. to numbers. And, and we grow. Plants grow with that. We grow with that. Like our fingers are set up to where our fingers and then our hand and then our forearm and then our shoulder. It's it's all based on that on that pattern. 
And can you uh, imagine them guys running around with them big bass speakers in the back of their car just to blaming them and the frequency that's coming out of that? Oh, uh, well, I got one of those big bass speakers in the back of my well, car. Well, okay. <laughs> There's a heck of a lot of frequency that's coming off that. Yeah, usually Pantera. Yeah. Oh, is it Pantera? <laughs> yeah. Sorry, mine would probably be a Zeppelin or a, some Pink Floyd. And Queen Drake or Squeen, Skid Row, Queen Drake. I know I would be the Queen Drake. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. Queen Drake's a good one, too. Like I like Queen Drake as well as me, like you do. Yeah, Pro Promised Land was the, probably their best album, and it's very rarely talked about. Yeah, I remember so I heard a few songs off that album. I really never dug into it. I like the one with Jet City Woman on it. Empire, it yeah, that's good. Uh, Promised Land was produced by Pink Floyd's producers. Really? Yeah, so when you dive into it, listen to the layers, because that's where it really gets amazing. I'll have to. Now that you said it, I'll do that. Yeah. So what do you think of, uh, where's, your, where's your stance on Russia? Oh, I think we've been lied to our entire lives about them. So I don't really know. Um, I know they're building more churches than any other country in the world. Yes, they are. You, I've heard a few people say that, and you're one of them. And what, so what do you think Putin's stance is going to be here come Monday or Tuesday and Wednesday? I honestly hope he beats the hell out of our politicians. So do I. I, yeah. I would I would. I would let him come on the on the sacred soil of the United States just to take him out. I told my wife I'd let him stay here. <laughs> I'm serious. I do because if they did the things they did, they all deserved being handcuffed and walked out. And, you know, that would be crazy if it worked like that. It would be. I would take it. At this point, I would take any anything taking these guys out because they're just causing destruction. Well, Mayhem. at this point, they're backed in corners, I think. And they're going to start acting out like children. Yeah, and that's where that's where I was at with the train developments because the train developments are like the last resort. They know that we know the truth. You know, it's like the book 1984 by George Orwell. You know, it's like, oh, we are always at war with uh, Oceania or East Asia, or, you know, whatever. And they're always saying, oh, they're the bad guys pointing the finger at everybody else. And I really think if Putin wanted to, he could have done some stuff in, in Ukraine. You know, I he think he was been. really trying to blow up the bio labs. And I'm not saying that Putin's a good guy, okay? But I don't believe um, that we're the good guys in this. I don't. I, really do. I don't think so either. Yeah. No. And yeah. what us blowing up that, that Nord Stream pipeline, uh, we just declared war on Russia. We did. And, and we did so. We did it without Congress approval. Right, yeah. They just went rogue and they did what they wanted. Like we, I think the veil truly has been lifted and they know that we know what they're up to and they're not going to stop. And they're literally, we are at war with, with the powers that be and they're attacking us now. Right. You know, our, our land, our water, our food. Look at all the plants, that, you know, that mysteriously went up in flames, food plants and all the chickens that they murdered. And It is you know, troubling. Yeah. And, and and with Putin, I can't, I can't give an honest opinion of what I think of him because I don't know what the people think of him there. I don't know what he actually is to them and what he is there. I only know what we hear here and and the opinions that we're told. 
Right. So sometimes I see a glimmer of somebody that has to act tough, but yet has a has a gentle side. See, I see that too. And I, I, I see that too. Because he, uh, he's got to be stern with the country he's in. There's if, if you're a weak leader there, you're gone. And that's just what well, it is. That's yeah, just I don't. I don't think you can really be a leader and be weak, um, well, except for instances like Zelensky, where he was obviously put into the situation he's in. We can take he's, that to Trump. Trump right. was. Yeah. I don't think Zelensky gets out of this alive either way. No matter what happens, he's a dead man. And did you did you see the MPs from the EU uh, trouncing Norway in America? Yeah. Clips. Yeah, it's not good. It's not good yeah. that there's Ukrainian troops here. Here. Yeah, yeah, why are they here? To learn how to use a Patriot missile defense system, supposedly. Yeah. They aren't they a aren't, aren't the Ukrainians at Fort Bliss right now? Training? Yes. Yeah, I think because Fort Bliss, that's where we were stationed and Matt was artillery. Well, that's where MRLS, what is that? It's artillery. It's artillery, right. Well, that's what I said. That's So when Matt first joined the, the military, when he first joined the Army, he had orders to go to Germany because he was doing artillery. And at the last second, like literally the day before, they switched his orders to Fort Bliss, and they moved all the artillery from Germany to Fort Bliss, and that's like the artillery headquarters. And so that's, you know, they go out in Santa Ana, and they test all the big guns and, you know, do all the stuff there. So what did Biden tell us that we we're going to need what <laughs> to to fight them? Well, sending send tanks to Ukraine would be even worse than the missile defense system because tanks aren't used for defensive purposes. No, I don't know what's going to happen, but I really feel that you know they are sending all of our equipment and they're training them literally to attack us. Well, because I, I really think. I think they had their stronghold in uh, the Ukraine, and it's their, that's where their seat of power is, is in that area. That's what I think. You guys were talking, somebody was talking about the families that you hear about, like the Rock, it was Duncan and Conley, about the families you hear about, like the Rothschild, Soros. But I've heard that there's 13 families in Europe that actually are the main one that we don't hear about that's got like $120 trillion bank accounts and all this mm -hmm. stuff that you don't hear about. Oh, yeah, we don't know the big names. Everybody that we see, there's just a face, you know, they're, they're just puppets. And right. um, we don't, we're not going to know who, who's really, truly really running this country. What did they say? Right the country is run by like 130 men. Like that. Well, I, I, mean, think, I think it goes back to Cana myself. These are, these are the families of Cana and Ham's people doing all this. It could be. Of the war. And uh, I mean, everybody, every human is capable of great evil and every human is capable of great good. Pretty much. So it's kind of hard to... It's hard for me to directly point to one lineage and say that that's all there is because it'd be so easy for them to pick up people that are people that are willing to do evil. Yeah. Well, what were you saying true. about the second year? 
No, I'm saying like uh, so, so typically like uh, like with the Ukraine Russia thing, and I think this second year is going to be really uh, really interesting because ever since the 19th century, uh, every conflict that Russia has been in, they have historically had a uh, going in the first year, and then after that, they just start throwing bodies at the situation. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what they did with World War Two. It's and uh, a lot of other conflicts that they've dealt with, they just throw a mass amount of bodies, which is what you're seeing right now with the big influx of of people moving into into Ukraine. Which I don't think Ukraine's going to be able to outlast the Michelin Man there. A no, I don't think so either. About a half a million. You say you luckily you can hold the the fronts. You provide them with MRS, and, which has capabilities of hitting soft spots. Uh, maybe some fad. Uh, it's a lot of ground warfare and a lot of trenches and drones have become like a, a huge thing everywhere. Um, but I think you're going to see the, the full force of, uh, of a half a million people, uh, you know, probably poorly trained farmers, but a body's a body. And they right. were just marked correctly. Yeah, we haven't seen that yet. Yeah. No, I don't think. And I think the, the deterrent's not going to be to to use nuclear presence it's just going to say okay i'm going to move warships here and have them on standby and right just and pull over and uh, ukraine he he didn't go in there initially with the desire to take that place out or over because he didn't hit infrastructure he didn't hit power power he didn't hit, hit he didn't hit the things that you would conventionally hit if you're wanting to take over a nation no, and he, he doesn't want to uh, – I mean, he wants to rebuild that infrastructure. You're going to take over the land. I mean, if you look at, at Russia's, like, actual demographic, they have huge gaps. That's why they move everything by rail and freight is because the, the road infrastructure is so poor there because they don't have – you know, the, the, the industrial push was not that big. They keep it confined. There's a lot of places to grow, uh, and uh, the further you can keep, you know, the bigger cities are pushed further inland. They don't want them. They don't have a huge, uh, you know, presence on the border. And the further they can grow that out, the, the better for them uh, from a tactical standpoint. Yeah, it's I just very defensive. From uh, American Military News, I subscribe, and they just sent this. Here are the areas in the U.S. most likely to be struck in a nuclear attack by Russia. See, <laughs> they're they're just they're prepared. That's I mean, fear. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. When, and they're going to attack us like they did 9-11. Well, they blamed it on the terrorists. Giant psyop at that one point in time. I mean, you could, you could, everybody could sit here and do like the Spider-Man where they have like everybody's pointing a finger at every, every different culture. You could say right. it's running its own psyop on its own people. You could say it's Russia trying to get to the American people, China. Everybody has a play and everybody wants something. You know, nobody's mm-hmm. doing it for the good of, good of humanity at, at any point in time where they're not trying to say, hey, Hey, I'm going to make sure you got something to eat. They just want it for land and greed. Well, it shows right here, likely nuclear strike targets in the U.S. That's all major cities. Well, no, because this is a naval base. This is a missile integration complex. Um, the Kirkland Air Force Base in Albuquerque. All the places that the rice balls were floating so over. 734 facilities that we facilitate, that we know, and that they are actively produced in the United States budget of military use around the around the world. The closest one after that is the United Kingdom at 130. I mean, if you are blind to the fact that the United States has a global presence, not just like a, hey, I want you to work, but right. we have the capabilities of, 
of being in somebody's country within you know minutes, not right. not hours. Right. Yeah. Well, right. they were saying. I think we own the world. Well, England owns the world. <laughs> I, I, I won't even. I like with Prince Charles or oh Qu- uh, the King Charles. <laughs> you. King Charles. Mm, you mean um, what? Sausage fingers? No. <laughs> the way that he looks at everybody, he's got that 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 the uh, you know, British friends call it a posh grin. The what? A posh grin. That what means like mean? a posh means like uh, you know posh? class. What the heck's that? The oh, you mean narcissist? That one where he looks down his nose at everybody like they're shit. Oh, yeah, yeah. The ultimate oh, narcissist. Yes. <laughs> Shite. Okay. Yeah. So these cities, they said it's likely Montana. That's one of the cities they said would likely be attacked. Montana. Now, where did the rice ball? Where was it first? Oh, Montana, the airspace. I mean, that's where that's nuclear. That's what I'm saying. So and now they're trying to say, oh, it wasn't China. So are they going to blame the rice? Well, no, say like there's Russia? like three different accounts right there. First off, they said that uh, they, they gave up. So so a country that can find uh, a camel in the desert somewhere <laughs> uh, can't right. find debris that they shot down, you know, like, uh, like he just magically disappeared off the face of the earth. Right. Yeah. And then they said there was some and, uh, an Illinois group. They were flying. And they're walking it back. You know, well, didn't the first one they shoot down? Didn't they say the first one they shot down had U.S. components in it? Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. what I heard. China, <laughs> so China doesn't use U.S. goods. And then, and then the other things they shot down were one of a twelve-year-old in a balloon uh, yeah. club. Yeah, the hobby club. Yeah, that was the hobby club from Illinois. Of all the places, I'm like, Lord, why did you put me in the middle of the chaos? Really, of all the states. Illinois oh, just strangest things, but yeah, it was some kind of group that out of Illinois. It was like a. Yeah. Uh, I mean, we use, we use weather balloons. I mean, to to look at the populace when we were overseas. Yeah. See that big ass balloon go up into oh. the middle of the city, uh, and everybody would. And then that's around the time they would start lighting the the candles uh, that you know float off. So you see like a big huge wave of uh, you know, sky you know, lanterns. Yeah, the sky yeah. lanterns. There you go. Uh, it's nothing more freaky than being in the Middle East and it's a uh, curfew. And so it's a generated run city and everything goes out at eight o'clock at night. And then it's completely black. You see the stars, everything. It's, it's somewhat mes- uh, like a mesmerizing sight. And then all of a sudden uh, you just see like hundreds of thousands <laughs> of these Skylanders going off. And you're like, oh, <laughs> it's like <laughs> you think you're in like the colonial days. Like these are arrows being shot into the uh, into the base. <laughs> Fire, fire, that's me oh. my flame store. Don't worry. That was her trying to light the sky up. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna light it up when that day comes. I can't wait. I'm like, all right, Lord, send me, send me. I'm going. Northern Iraq, and you not a taco on flight. Oh, they mess with my tacos. It will be World War Three. Do not mess with my tacos because so what, what's, what's the taco specialty for this week, Funky? I don't know. What do we? I might do enchiladas again. I do enchilada squeezes. That's like the favorite. The like kids. everybody, like every other American family has, like you know, their go-to hamburger helper or whatever. Mm-hmm. The quick fix for her, it's tacos. It's tacos, and it's not a quick fix. No, it's like tacos. a two-hour process. It is because you got to make the beans, you got to make the rice, you got to get the tortillas going, you got to make the cheese sauce. And between all of this, is tele- Telegram oh, and, oh. and the podcasts are going on, so she's actively <laughs> engaged in chat. I'm like, wait, my cheese is burning. But, you know, you got to do it like my mom did. She just made the taco meat through the shells on the table and said, here you go. 
Oh no, no, no. We gotta do it up right. The the prep, like Jane said, the, it's so much prep, it's ridiculous. You know, it's like you think that okay, you just make the meat and some tortillas. And we have the best tortillas in Illinois. They're called El Milagro. And I'll have to send you some, Douglas. Seriously, they are the best. And when COVID hit, they shut the plant down. And I was like, what am I going to do? No, we, uh, we literally had boxes that she was acquiring uh, in the and vacuum I still am. Yeah, you vacuum seal them, put them in the fridge. They're good for a long time. That's funny. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Running out of room. I eat tacos myself. I don't really care what they're like. Just meat. Well, you never cheese. had pumpkin tacos. Nope. You're gonna have to get a taco truck going, like Scott said. Yeah, I was just talking mad about that today. I'm like, they put in another chat that we're in, you know, some links for doing a taco truck. And the funny thing is, I had talked about doing that before because, like, in the summertime, there's a lot of like festivals and stuff, and they always have the taco trucks and you know all these yeah. other trucks barbecue and pizza and all that and i said like if we could just buy an old used food truck i can do some tacos and matt he gets in the kitchen with me we throw down together well, see, like you, could do, like, you could get like one of those old conversion vans and you could put slide rails on the side yeah and then you know dry fit in a table and that oh, and but how are you gonna put then, the the stove and well, the no sink you cook and... everything prior and then you no and you then gotta make... have it fresh no. What? No. no, there's a lot of people that prepare their food up before they take it on the truck. No, then it no, no. So, uh, are you guys going to go to any of the Bards Fest? Are you? Yeah, well, uh, actually, we're planning on doing another Midwest one. Um, that's what I was, wondering. I was, I was wondering because we could have. Where would you have it at? Well, that's we're kind of in the process of talking. I talked with Rhonda Knight, and I talked with Jay Shaw and Mary and. Uh, we're Wendy. We're just trying to figure out a place. There's a place. It's called. I think Scott talked about them, like the Green Acres in Michigan, in uh-huh. Marion, Michigan. Uh, so we're thinking about there, and also that place that we went to in Indiana. Um, we're just kind of throwing around some places, but the only problem is we don't know when Scott's doing the big ones. So we want to kind of. That's when the yeah, because if he's going to do one in Texas, um, I'd like to go to that one, too. But then we could do, like, a more local one for those who can't travel. So mm-hmm. uh, maybe we get Hondo. Are you still there, Dad? You yeah, I'm here. I'm here. I'm just listening. Go ahead. You'll have to come with us. I hear you. Yeah. Well, where would this be? what they think here, the Midwestern one. Yeah. Because right now there's probably a lot of people that can't travel because of their expenses. Right. Yeah. So we're it's kind of in the works. We're just trying to figure out, you know, like I said, a date and a place. Uh, we're going to start calling around probably this week and how about get Shawnee, some prices. How about Shawnee National Forest in uh, Southern Illinois? That's a pretty neat place. Shawnee. That's like. Shawnee is it the Shawnee or yeah I think that's what it is. And it's in Southern Illinois. I've never heard of that National let me, Forest. In Harrisburg, let me find Illinois. it. Let me see. I'm looking I've at hiked, it right now. I've, yeah, I've hiked there before. It's near the river. The Illinois River. No, the Ohio. The Ohio. Oh, okay. Oh, the Ohio River that's going to be shut down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It should be all right by then. Honestly, it is a disaster, but water has a really good way of cleaning itself up. Yeah, it does. 
that's what I was saying. That that interview, Scott, or that video clip Scott played of Dr. Merrick, um, she makes good. She makes some good point about what happens with the chemicals. Yeah, I mean, I mean, volatile volatile chemicals evaporate readily usually. Well, she was, that doesn't okay. change the acid rain and that kind of stuff. If it did happen, well, I would. I've I've seen the videos of people's cars having problems, but I haven't seen any of it with the people yet. Yeah. Right. Right. I was just thinking Shawnee because as Angeline said somewhere about it being a little further south. That'd be good. That'd be a nice place too. I, I love okay. to travel. It's about six hours from here. And we used to, before COVID, we'd go there like once a year before the kids went back to school and we'd go to the Columbus Zoo and you know, it's nice. That's what I was saying. Wherever we're going to go, I'd like to see the surrounding areas and maybe we all, you know, go for a hike. Like, that would be nice. I've never been there before. I'd like to Have you been there. to the uh, Children's Museum in Indianapolis? That place is amazing. Yes, oh, I heard is. about that. No, we've not been there. It's interactive. You can do all kinds of stuff in that place. I was, I was, I was in there. For, I wanted to stay there longer than my kids did. But just remember, <laughs> it's a democratic city. Oh, yes. it is. It um, is. I'm trying to stay away from that because who knows what they're going to try to push probably another lockdown before long you know especially if they're they're going rogue the way that they are and illinois is the worst state that's why i'm thinking i don't know if we want to do something in illinois because even during covid they shut down all the parks i mean they literally were putting like caution tape in the children's parks they closed down all the national parks they're horrible well I'm hoping, I'm hoping people start fighting back against that lockdown and mass stuff because I think some people have had enough of it. Yeah, no, they I did that I here with the parks. They tried to close off the playgrounds and stuff like that. I just I tore the barriers down, told my kids to go play. Yeah. Well, I don't blame you. I All the other little kids were peeking out of their windows looking at our kids playing at the park. And I'm like, hey, no, like, we're not afraid. Like, you should be out getting the sun. That's what you need. And everybody's locked up in their homes like the boogeyman's coming to get them. Well, yeah, the whole point of getting everybody confined and away from people so they could break down their natural immune systems to not be able to just—it's psychological. I mean, there's so much psychological damage that's done by isolating people. Oh, it's yeah. bad, isn't it? Some depression. Mm -hmm. People yeah. turn to drugs and alcohol and yeah. everything else, too. You can't even that's approach why the bars open. What was that, Douglas? I said you can't even approach people sometimes on the street anymore. No. Oh, no. I hold the door for everybody, and I smile real big, tell them God bless, you know. And sometimes they look at you like you're crazy, and other times they'll crack a smile like, wow, I haven't seen that in a while. There you know? That's all it takes. It's just a little, you know, smile, really. And it, it could change a person's whole day. I do that all the time. I Walmart. I got a big smile from a homeless guy today that was on the side of the street after I left the little revival down there, bought him some chick or bought him some Sonic chicken and he was so happy. Um, we don't have to worry about that. Have anybody homeless. That's the best thing to do. Yeah. No, all it these is. trees they got in parkways and you know all this. Why don't we plant fruit trees? And, I ask you know, that all the time. They could put apple trees and peach trees and pear trees all over the place so people could just eat off of them. I mean, yeah. Isn't the city they because, do that? 
You know why they don't? Because the city doesn't want to get sued if somebody gets sick in Annapolis. Oh my gosh. Here we go. But yeah, here, this is something I want to ask my county council is um, we know the vaccines now are having health issues. I'm wanting to know who's going to pay for the insurance claims on these people when they start getting sick that work for the counties. Because um, for some reason, I don't think I have to pay what they did because I'm not part of the we that made them people do that. Mm -hmm. Right. Well, big question will be on life insurance. Yep. Because I know that in France, there were some policies that were denied because they willingly took an experimental injection. Dude, that one was $10 billion. It was. It was $10 billion that, that um, some old man passed away and the insurance company wouldn't pay out his $10 billion life insurance policy and stuff. It was big. It's pretty crazy. It is. I mean, um, there's a lot of issues that's going to come out of that. Just, um, I don't know if your guys' insurance is going up all the time, but it seems like they're calling me every time mine comes up for renewal saying, well, it's going up. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Mine just went up. I just, I know my insurance agent. I used to actually work for him for a little bit. And uh, my insurance went up $1,000 for the year. That's home and auto combined. But that's a big jump. And so I called my way and I was like, Mark, what is going on? Crazy. It went up $30 a month for my auto. And so uh, he's like, yeah, this is crazy. And he's like, it, 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 the whole system right now is just, it's getting ready to cave in. You know, he said um, he does mostly like commercial and then he'll do like homeowners and, you know, uh, like our car insurance. But he said he's getting back into the uh, life insurance. He's like, these policies are, are, you know, they're trying to reel more people back in because they just, there was no need for it. Now all these people are dying, you know, well, and it's like, gee, I wonder what, what could be causing all these deaths. Ed Dowd, Ed Dowd, I've been on his Telegram channel, man. And he's really been pumping the information out about on the, all the actuary tables. Um, even after his first interview with Scott, I joined the Telegram page just to see what he's posting. He's posting stuff every day about employment stats, disability stats, and uh, the death rate of between the 18 and 40-year-olds on them life insurance policies that they never intend for them to use because they usually move on to another company. But what do you say? Those were up like 40, 41%. It's crazy. What's going to happen with these people that want to find new employment, seek new employment? Is that going to be an issue when it comes to being hired? Is that going to be yeah, a question? Yeah, you got the existing condition. You got the experimental uh, clot shot. That's right. So who's going to want to insure them? Nobody. Nobody. Not right. I mean, that's like Nancy Mace. I was glad she stood up when she was in that committee hearing and said that she got um, heart problems after her second vaccine in front of the Twitter people. And she, I think those people are in for some rough roads. Yes, they are. Yeah. They, uh, they pretty much put their foot in it and can't get it out now because that one little boy from Louisiana, I think he wants to hang them all. Now, here's the question. Um, if they find out that the interference was that bad in 2020, what, what do you think they can do then? Is there any reinforcement in this late? I don't know. 
You don't think so? It's. I think they covered all their bases, and if anything, they're going to blame the nurses and the doctors for administering anything. Right. And we haven't figured out how to fix an immune system that's been damaged. Mm-hmm. No. It's, it's pretty much, for them people, it's pretty much messed up. Well, there's an article came out the other day from NBC News, and it said that uh, they discovered that natural immunity to COVID is better than the shots. Who would have thought? Right. How many times did we try to and yet they blame people. They blame us, for those who don't get vaccinated. Why didn't we, you know, tell them, hey, don't do it? You know, when many of us tried to tell other people, hey, don't get the vax. Let's wait and see what ten years down the road's going to bring. Right. Yeah. Nobody wanted to listen, and now, now they're mad at us because we yes. didn't get the quad shot. We didn't get the killer shot, and now we're not going to suffer like they are. So we're the bad people. Right. And I got a yeah. whole baseball team of parents that have taken the jabs that hopefully they're still here at the end of the season. And not you know, we're sick. Or... I was talking about this on the Conley. I got a friend out there at PDF or where I work at. And I've been watching him since he's got this kidney problem. He's rapidly losing weight. He's getting that weak. He's getting that weakness to him. And like I told Conley, he's getting that face to him too, and it just—it's killing me watching. What well, he got kidney disease after he got the shot? Yeah, his kidneys yeah, are now. Yeah, that happened to my dad. That's that's what killed my dad. It started with his yeah, kidneys and his liver. Yeah, it started with his yeah. kidneys and his liver. And uh, he—it it happened so rapidly that he was put on a transplant list for both his liver and kidneys. The only way they were going to do a transplant on him is if he got the booster. So he went through all the testing. He got the booster. 39 days later, all his organs shut down. He died. Well, this, this old boy just got two shots. He didn't get the booster, but still. It, the, yeah, if he gets the booster, it'll be lights out in under 60 days. Yeah, and I, he, he's pretty much backed off of that, and he's trying to find a new kidney doctor because he's, they're really not doing anything for him. And, you know, I'm they, they can't. Well, if the, if the kidneys are damaged that bad, I don't think they could. Like you said, it's transplant then. Right. Right. But still, it's not going to help. I mean, I don't even see where it could help the transplants because they were saying in China, a lot of them people that got transplant and were on the transplant rejection drugs after they got the vaccine, it just pretty much killed yeah, all that. And that's a major problem we haven't seen yet is – what kind of rejection percentage are we going to see post-vaccination with transplants? Well, no, we haven't. I mean, um, like I said, with it being in my face like that, and it's kind of in everybody's at the shop's face too, and people are starting to see that, and that was from a vaccine injury, and they know it was from a vaccine injury, which in a way it's bad, but in a way it's good. It's always the double-edged sword. Right. Right. And we don't know long-term what's going to happen. And, you know, you think about uh, all these people say you have to get a blood transfusion for something. I know when I was pregnant with Finn, the last one, um, they told me if I didn't get my iron up, I could possibly have to have a blood transfusion because my iron was so low and anemic. And so you so, start pounding um, cheeseburgers? 
<laughs> just the, the tacos, the beef tacos. No, but you know, something like that. You think about it, you know, if you're you're in the middle of giving birth and they're like, Oh wow, your blood, you know, you need to have a transfusion, you're gonna have to decide that moment in time, like, do I take right. the risk of getting that transfusion or no. do I just you know yeah, the question is now, are they going to give you birth? AIDS? That's well, yeah. that because that's in the shot. It is. It's the lipid envelope for the spike protein that they created. Yeah. yeah. And, you know, there's a lot, and you've all heard this, that there's, there's places that's taken unvaccinated blood, and they're pushing for that in some places. And, yeah, you know, they're, they're going to want our blood because they know well, that they tainted the other blood. And that's, that's what um, a lot of people, you know, um, with that just being the unvaccinated blood they want, I mean, it's going to push a market for that. But I'm wanting to get everybody's take on the, on the pilot thing that I've been noticing here lately. There's a little bit more pilot um, things happening here in the last about two or three weeks. And what's the deal about the elites wanting to get unvaccinated pilots to fly them around? Mm-hmm. And then they want to make it down to one pilot. So if the pilot is vaxxed and there's only one, what happens then? Right. Well, they want chaos. Be what it is. Had that one pilot had a heart attack on landing here about three weeks ago. Yeah, I remember hearing about that. It was on Fox News, and I was like, I was, I was stunned that Fox News reported that. It was either Waters or Tucker. I I think it was Waters that reported it, and I was, I was like. Wow, you're actually saying that. And so, yeah, you know, that, that that scares me, too, because I'm in a kind of a flight. My town's in kind of the flight path with um, Indianapolis International. And, man, I, I you actually see 737 or 777 just falling out of the sky. Mm-mm. I mean, that vision just was like, wow. Yeah. And I think we're going to start, unfortunately, seeing that. And so if you can drive, you know, it may take you two days to get somewhere. But I think that, too, is part of their plan. Because if we're part of the 15-minute cities, they don't want us traveling. They're going to scare us with, well, don't fly because we don't want you to leave anyways. Well, everybody tells me those planes fly themselves. Is that right, John? Oh, I don't know. That's just how the water decadments are locked. So they can't, nobody can get in to try to land the, the plane. So they can't land themselves, right? <laughs> so nobody gets into the cockpit, and so what happens? Everybody on board dies. Yeah, right. I'm, I'm sure once they're cruising, they can cruise around, but eventually they'll run out of gas. Exactly. <laughs> well, I guess it'd be better than, well, no, it wouldn't because there's people. Okay, take that back. I, I'm back. I'm sorry. You better start strapping yourself with the parachute if you're going to fly because you might have to jump out that emergency door. Yeah, I don't fly. I'm not even allowed, I don't think. And he's still, probably. <laughs> what would you do? That better into the net. Well, I do all this crap, and I had my ATF uh, explosives permit for years, and I'll let that expire. And uh, I don't know, probably just all this stuff I do online. Oh, yeah, the last time I did the- a background check on myself, I, did, I was on the no-fly list. Really? Yep. Check mine because oh, I've man. checked my name and I've been on like two or three watch lists and I'm like, okay. Yeah, you check know. it again. You might be on the no-fly list now. My social credit's negative five right now. 
I plan on my social credit score being as low as possible. Like a good golf score would be a good credit, good social credit score. Well, I've been permanently banned from a Facebook account and two Twitter accounts, so I get negative marks now. Like they're after me. <laughs> I'm, I still got five days before I can get back on. So when I get back on, I'm gonna be blasting everything I've saved up. And just that's how my day is. That's exactly what he does. He gets yep. thirty days on, and then he's on for a day, and then banned again for another thirty. I'm back thirty days from Facebook. Hey, you know it's 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 a little battlefield, and I'm going to pump out all the information I can if I can flip an algorithm. That's you right. Know. And everybody's like, "Well, why are you still on Facebook?" Well, to get the sleepers. That's why I'm on enemy territory. I'm behind enemy lines here. You know. Right. I heard CDC or somebody, some agency is trying to track all the all the non-vaccinated people now. Yeah. Oh yeah. I heard that. I saw that. Read it a couple places. Well, they they're going to promote it as uh, a dating site or something goofy. I bet. (laughs) Oh yeah. Where you can sign up if you're unvaccinated and find your unvaccinated mate. Is that is that like where they um had them three thousand people come to that? football game and then they arrested all of them because they were going to get free tickets. And basically, yeah. No, they're not playing that game. I'm not jumping on that boat. They kiss, they, no, it ain't happening. I mean, but yeah, never sign up for anything. You know, the, 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 the stupidity that's running across this country right now is pretty pretty bad. Um, I, I feel something's going to happen. I mean, I think something's going to happen. For, there's something that flipped about three months ago that I felt Oh yeah. It, it, and now that we're seeing that, it's like Conley brought up. The, you know, he brought up that it's our voices that doing this. People putting everything out there now on all these different media sites, and they're they're not being able to hide from it much anymore. Which is one thing that I've that I've noticed. And Scott brought up a long time ago, like I was talking about the AI thing, trying to flip the AI with all the different. But putting our views out there and getting it to flip, and I've seen that on Facebook. We're all I get a lot of these things that I would get banned for. I think I think it's pretty amazing. I think we could be in for something good, but I think we're also going to have a rough ride though coming up. Oh yeah, well it tells us right there in the Bible we're going to see persecution, no doubt about it. We're going to see right. well, famines and pestilences and all these other things and. Uh, I saw something the other day. It talked about the doomsday clock is moving us closer. It's his latest change to the doomsday clock brings us closer to midnight than ever. They know it, just like we know it. We're all feeling it. We know something's coming. We know. They put it up to like a minute and a half. Yeah, something like that. So they're moving us closer to to that point. Right. Something they like to do is is erase history and make us think that the World War One, World War Two, that these things are new. Kind of new occurrences in the world. I mean, there's been famine, pestilence, people killing each other since mankind left Eden. Yeah, this is nothing new. I mean, this is just like I was talking. This this is just on a different scale now. We got all this technology. It's different with the technology that we have. At least we think it is. We don't know what kind of technology they actually had back then. Oh, my goodness. No, we don't really. I mean, but still what they're using now as far as the technology we have is really effective on a lot of people. Oh, yeah. Uh, You know, the war that they're running. I mean, it was cool learning. 
I knew they did the fake things in uh, England during World War II, but I didn't know they called them the Ghost Battalion. And digging into them, I mean, if they've been doing that since then, they were doing it a long time ago. Well, I guess the Trojan Horse would be one of the first psyops done, if not before a few other ones, you know. Right. Well, evil's evil's always chipping at the bit to take out humanity. Sure it is. Well, it's Abel, you know, from the very get go. From the very beginning, right? So. Yeah, I mean, Lucifer, Lucifer is jealous of us, and what do you do to most things you're jealous of? You get rid of them, That's right? right? Yeah. Which, I mean, he kills all the Christians. We all go to heaven. Then they can live in their chaos, I guess. Yeah, yeah. 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 right about but that. You know, there's going to be them people that aren't better, good people that are still going to have to endure this crap, and there's going to be there's still going to be fighters on this ground. Oh, for sure. There's 144,000 when Jesus comes back, you know, fighting with Jesus. And if I'm one of those, thank you, Lord. If not, that's all right. We, I mean, God, He's already won. This war has been won. When when Christ died on that cross for us, He said, "Father, it is finished." And at that moment, Satan knew he lost. And so I think right now what they're trying to do truly is just try to take as many down with them as they possibly can. The war has been won. We're just trying to bring as many to to him as we can. Try to save as many souls as we can because, you know, uh, I don't think, personally, I don't think we were ever meant to save this planet. God tells us he's going to create a new heaven and a new earth. Because the monsters that be that are here have destroyed this planet. God created right. this beautiful planet for us. And Satan has been trying since day one to destroy it. And, yep. you know, like Ms. M said, they're jealous. You know, Satan is jealous. The, the evil, the demons, they're jealous because they see how much God loves us. And so they need to destroy everything as a way of getting back at him because they know they can't win. And talk about the ultimate troll moment. So they've been trying their the entirety of existence to take out us, take out this planet. And in the end, God's going to go snap and burn it. You don't get to destroy anything. He's going to destroy it too. So, Well, that, that's, um, that is the ultimate troll uh, moment right there. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's like, Hey dude, you're going to, you're going to work for all this. And then all of a sudden I'm just going to go click. It's gone. <laughs> in the blink of an eye and snap of a finger, you know, I mean, I cannot wait to be on the sidelines just watching Jesus just be like, here you go, Satan, you're done. You know, just that quickly. You know, I find interesting. I've been on Gab for a while now, and I see people uh, posting a lot of things about Christ and religious stuff 10 times more than I've ever seen since I've been on here. So I think a lot of people are waking up to the fact that they have to turn to Jesus to get right because they know there's something coming. Yeah. Oh, yeah. The scariest internally. Yeah, the scariest thing for them is going on in Kentucky right now with the revival. Oh yeah, that that scares that's evil more than anything. I mean that that's putting shockwaves through the satanic uh, world. It sure is. You know, I I watched a a little clip where an atheist, um, so he was actually a priest of satanic order something like that, and he was saying he wanted to talk to or did something talking to Jesus, and all of a sudden he was, Jesus appeared to him, and he said, all of a sudden I got this overwhelming feeling of love and 
all this, and he pretty much changed the way he was, and he's a firm Christian now because he actually got to feel Jesus and his love. And I thought that was, that was cool. And that could be what's happening to a lot of people now. They're, they could be seeing. Jesus could be going to them, and they could be changing. Yes. I believe it 100%. Uh, I think God has called us all back to him and we are answering that call and, you know, doing like a podcast like this, if you told me a year ago, I'd have been doing this, I would have laughed, you know, no, I'm not going to do this, you know, but like I always pray every time, like whoever this message is supposed to reach, you know, God has his plans and I'm just the messenger here. Uh, just sharing the information that we have and, you know, we may bring up something to somebody that they didn't even think about. And then something can just click and they're like, Oh, I better get right with Jesus. Cause something's coming, you know? And I don't think there's anybody on this planet right now that, that can deny uh, something is happening. Something yeah. has changed and we all feel it. It's just, you know, you can call it your intuition. I call it the Holy spirit talking to you, but you know, something is coming. Punky, do you think it's something good or something evil? Oh, I think it's going to be evil. We're going to see a Something lot of evil, evil comes this way. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I think, and excuse my language, but shit's about to hit the fan. You know, yes. I do believe it. Hey, John, um, and e any of you, you know, everybody was talking here for the last couple of months about the Euphrates drying up, and it should be dried up by now. Mm -hmm. um, and if there's a cave underneath the Euphrates that's exposed, no. I watched a video where some people were going down in the cave, and I was like, I wouldn't do that. I, could, I don't think I could turn a corner and see uh, four light beings chained to a wall and, and wonder how fast I could get out of there before crapping my pants. I don't know. I might <laughs> torment them a little bit. <laughs> um, yeah. Hey, look at you guys. Look at you. Oh, man, what happened? You're all locked up. Until they come unchained. <laughs> Douglas, what oh, were you scared of them? Douglas, what were you talking about, Euphrates? There's a tunnel underneath there. Yeah, uh, God put four. He chained four angels underneath the Euphrates in a cave, and on the last days, they're supposed to be released out. And you know, with things that are going on, you could almost say that them four horsemen are out riding around right now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. My, my my opinion of them is they're not going to come anywhere near me because I have Christ in my heart. And I will use him against them every chance I get. But I think oh. they're I think they're doing their work right now as far as all these chemical things, all this food stuff like we were talking earlier, and just the sickness that's falling upon the earth too. You know, they're trying to break that Marburgs into this now. Um, do you think people are gonna fall for that one? What did what did you say it was? It's Marburgs. It's Marburgs? a bleeding disease, John. Yeah, people will fall for anything because they don't they don't stand. No, they, they don't look into it either. And they don't use their gut instinct that tells them that something ain't right. And explain you know, to me how all these things just pop up out of nowhere. Like they just, you know, I don't know. We go through like autism, perfect example. Like you, all these people are perfectly fine. Then all of a sudden... Autism just be, it spikes, and I truly believe it's the vaccines causing it. Vaccines and plus aluminum in the air that they're spraying. All the spraying, yeah. I mean, this aluminum has been in our food for a long time, and uh, I think it's only going to get worse. You know, like 
Honda was asking earlier, like, what do you think is good or bad coming? I think the bad's coming and then the good will follow. But for now, it's going to get crazy. You know, that's why right. I, I tell everybody that I know, anybody that listen, get right with Jesus. It does not matter what they do to us on this earth because we get to go home. But until then, we have a job to do, and that is to bring people to Christ and make sure that you are sound in your faith because you want, you know, not everybody's going where we're going. And that's a sad reality. Scott did that show the other night. And, you know, most of the time I'm in the chat talking, but I really listen. And I actually have, I bought the book, The Sinners in the Hands of an Angry God by Jonathan Edwards. And, um, you know, it was about on July 1741, Jonathan Edwards preached the most famous sermon ever delivered in the history of America. And that hit me. It hit me hard. I, I literally, I, I was crying. And I was just thinking, all of these people that we know, you know, you can't pinpoint who's going and who's not but just think about all the people that are going to get left behind because they're not sound in their faith and i think it's so important now that's especially why i'm homeschooling my children because i want to make sure that they're going where i'm going absolutely that's that's one of the things that overwhelmed me today was there's a lot more people they're seeking than i expected there to be mm-hmm. and that was uh really relieving how many thousand people you think there was? Between five and ten. I'd say closer to five, though. People. It, it, it's hard to say. That line was. That's not counting the building. That's not counting inside both the buildings that were open to them. Yeah. Yeah. And the, the buildings were jam packed. That's why the line was as long as it was. I would guess there were probably probably about fifteen hundred people just standing in line waiting to get in. Oh my goodness! Another right, probably another three hundred on the lawn just standing there watching the videos and praises. So that place. Wow, that's big. It is. It is. It is massive. I don't know if they'll keep track of numbers or put out numbers at all, but. Well, and I don't, I don't know how many people their auditorium holds, but I would guess in between five hundred and a thousand inside the main chapel. It's a pretty big church. Hmm. I don't think they're going to get away from that by the twenty second. <laughs> I don't. Yeah, I don't. There were people bringing stuff in, like there were big trucks unloaded, and start like people starting to show up to give out food and stuff. So. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I really wish I could go there. I would love to be there. You know, but the sad part is like the FBI, they're they're targeting Christians now, calling them terrorists. Like, how long do you think right. they're going to allow this to go on? That's what I fear. Well, that's not the that funny fear, thing. But- there are all those people there, and I did not see a bit of trash anywhere. And there were maybe three cops in the whole little area. That's it? And, uh, yeah. I mean, it was just uh, clean as could be. Campus was completely cleaned of anything. Well, of course, that's you know, that's that white privilege stuff and all that other. But there, there was other people than white people there. You know. Oh yeah, there were there was a a large diversity of people there. But you get them Antifa rallies where there's white people and other colored people or other people there, and they just trash the heck out of it. Oh yeah. Most because of Antifa's majority white. They don't. Uh, they don't know what it's. They don't know the importance of being a responsible person. They don't. No stewardship. As, they grew up without 
any kind of leadership that taught them value. So respect, value, morals, any of that. There is none. Right. And when you don't have anything to any any background in your own philosophy to respect yourself or other things, then you're just not going to. Mm -hmm. Nope. That's a big fact. Um, that's, that, those are, like I told somebody, I was talking on the phone with, I said, there's two words, and I told a get kid there to that shop today, I said, two words really hit home with me, and that was steward and stewardship. Yeah. I mean, you know, if you don't steward what you got, you're not going to have it, and it's not going to last you. Well, and then on top of that, you don't have anything to give to your community if you don't take care of yourself and your no. family. You don't, you, you can't, you just can't sustain yourself by helping your community grow if you can't even fix your house. Oh, yeah. And that's like I told, them, told that guy, I said, you know, you can't steward the job you have. You can't steward what you got. And that's how I see it. I'm, I'm, I took it, my stewardship as trying to keep the company I work for open so we can have places for people to come and work, young men to come and get a job that's a good job. That's that's how I look at it. And that's a big part of it is a lot of these people don't work. They don't have uh, any kind of value in what they do. No. no. What was it, Matt? You showed me an article. You know, it's Black History Month, and they were talking about, what was that, 49% of the black population said they don't want to work? It's the mainstream media putting this out. You want to talk about racist. They're over here saying that 49% of the black population does not want to work. And nobody has a problem with that. Like you talk about stereotyping people, you know, and it's disgusting. I would, like, I would say that's demographic, demographically equal across all of the. It is. You know, I had, I had a guy over at the music shop. I went over there. The guy that owns the place. We were talking and he said he had a friend that had a construction business and he was looking for a carpenter. And he offered the guy $1,000 a week, but the guy turned him down because he was getting $300. And I was like, you got to be kidding me. Um, took that took that thing in. Instead of taking that $1,000 and having to put a day's work in, I was like, man, this. And I was watching a video where, where a guy was preaching, and like he said, a man is supposed to work. That's, that's what a man's supposed to do. And a man is supposed to be the one that provides for the woman to be able to take care of everything. And if a man's not working, that's not good for him. But I think some of that's been without, without having the woodworking and all that in high school. I think that took some of it out of the young men. Oh, sure it did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, men have just a desire to be hands-on and do technical things and create it's just in our nature so literally you know you're built differently than women you know we have these hips to bear children and you guys have the the strength and you know the hands to to create things and right know, and it, no it's not it's anatomy it's human anatomy and it's creating a lot of problems in our culture that we've gotten away from and, and, and gender equality is a, is a good thing, but 
by pulling each other out of our specific roles that God had intended us to do, it demoralizes us internally. And that gets expressed externally in the people that we're around. That's true. Yeah, I can see that. You know, I, that's like I, I said, I, I look at it like perfect. my mother and father gave me this mother. And like I said, whenever I wake up every morning, Mother Earth is what really embraces me. Father would give me that opportunity to be embraced by this mother. And man, wish she aren't taking care of her and she's starting to show it. And we're paying for that too. I mean, this, this planet was given to us to, for everything. There's nothing we should ever need on this planet, but yet we have people starving all over the place. People living on the streets for no reason. Um, somebody brought it up about not paying taxes to the government and just paying your state taxes, but still, we weren't taxed until the early 1900s and they were paying for everything then anyway. Right, 1933, and we had most of our cities and infrastructure built before 1933. Yep. yep. Yet they can't keep it up. We got 60,000 bridges nationwide that are in need of repair, but yet the infrastructure bill is not doing any work on them, I don't think. Well, that's because they're sending all our money to Ukraine. <laughs> that's right. There's a bridge here in Joliet, Illinois. You can look it up. They said it was at like 5% out of 100%. Like that thing was ready to just fall yeah, over it. And I would it. not drive on that bridge. <laughs> it's, no. it's crazy. And people would take it every single day to work. I mean, you're talking semis. It's what is it? It's crazy. Right? Well, that's all it's going to take is the certain, the right vibration and the right resident harmonics to set off the rest of that thing. Once, oh, once yeah. the right truck goes across that and creates the vibration it needs to hit whatever structures remain, and it's going to go down. Are you are you talking Tesla Tesla theory? No, just in general. If uh, I mean that's what he was using in his oscillator, he was yes, matching the resonant harmonic frequencies of whatever he wanted to destroy, and he'd put it to it, and it would just tear it to point. It would just destroy the atomic structure of it, basically. Well, that's how they test uh, semi trailers. They put them on a machine that sits there and shakes them. And puts all that frequency and all that shaking through that truck to, to see what it's going to do to the steel. Right. Those vibrations or frequencies. There was a, a bridge collapse. I can't remember where it was. And it was a large suspension bridge. And there were so many people walking on it. And they were walking it with similar footsteps. And it was creating a frequency across this bridge. And the entire bridge collapsed from it. I know which one you're talking about, and I can't think of it either. I saw that on a, on something. Oh, was it in Japan? It might it was might have been somewhere over there. I mean, this I was a it was a big bridge. Yes, and they just they like you said they were walking it and just was being in perfect step just made it go. Right, it created that just an ultra low frequency that that vibrated it to pieces. Yep, it did. I mean, you think that? Um, did you see the video online where they showed the, there was two cannons, and it said this is why you can't fight wars in the tunnels because I've seen this in Iraq too. I watched the video in Iraq from the war, and it showed showed a figure walking down one of the stone fences. And then right when he got to the M1 tank, all of a sudden he appeared. And then it showed that same kind of reflection where the light was bent. You could see a figure moving. You know what I'm talking about? 
I didn't see that. Oh, it, I'll have to find it and send it to you because it reminded me of the predator suit because it just <laughs> it, it bent the light. For, you could still see the outlook if you was looking for it, but if you wasn't looking for it, you wouldn't be able to tell it because you, you couldn't see it. The you know the bending of the light to, to, to show you the object. But yeah, I've seen two videos on that, and I was wondering if you had a take on that. Do you think we what have What is that again? For stealth? I don't know. I've seen the cloaks that will mimic the surrounding area behind somebody where they disappear behind it. I've seen that. It's pretty wild. I'd like to get me one of them. Well, it just makes me wonder if we're going to fight guys in suits that can that can make them go pretty much like that fabric you're talking about. It just changes it. I saw something they were talking about this stuff that they're giving to these Ukrainians, and you know they created these bio weapons that make them like superhuman, like where they can attack. Have you guys heard about yeah, that? methamphetamines? Probably, <laughs> probably. <laughs> <laughs> but they're they're making them like that's you just, could cut off their arm and they would still come at you. I remember well, reading this now. What in the world? Uh, PCP will do that to you. Yeah. <laughs> if you remember the Outsiders, that's what Dallas was on at the end when they shot him and he just kept getting back up. Is that what that was? Yeah. Huh. I don't know if I've seen that one. That's it. Old movie. That's a good one. That's when Ralph Macchio was a little kid. Oh. This, this article is from July tw uh, 19, 2022. It says Russia says it's losing because Ukraine has experimental mutant troops created in secret bio labs. Check that. Well, Go down that rabbit hole. But yeah. Russia, Russia would never say they were losing. No, 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 no. no. But they'll if they are going to bio labs, though. You know? No, they'll lose I mean, more men. There's things. one guy that's on Joe Rogan that says Russia always throws bodies out of war, and if they get past the first year, they just keep throwing bodies at it until they either beat down or they lose. No. No. You ever seen the way some of those Russians train, like in the middle of dead, like winter in the freezing Fighting cold? bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> that's a lot of boxing <laughs> right there. <laughs> Oh man! You know, with all this information that's out there, with all the information that's out there, you think people would wake up more to know what's going on in this world? Yeah, there's a lot of sleepers out there. You know, I don't understand it. I don't either. I mean, I still see people walking in the haze and looking like I call it the windshield effect, where it's just work, eat, sleep, work, eat, sleep, and there's going to be something that's going to happen that I've always said that's going to make us all go. <laughs> Didn't see that one coming, but uh, I hope so. So we have uh, we, in my uh, Worldwide Freedom Rally groups, which may change the name of anyways. But uh, in my state, there's 280 people that are active in that group. Really? And for the yeah, for three months, over six social media platforms, and just flyer after flyer, advertising for everybody just to come to Frankfurt today to stand in the lawn. To just come together, rally, whatever you want to call it. If you want to talk, bring a megaphone, whatever. And we had 10 people show up. 10? 10. Oh, my God. And eight, eight proud boys and two of their wives. Oh, man. That's uh, And me. So 
Yeah, it's like uh, you guys want to get in here, you want to complain, you want to drop news, you want to drop posts all the time, and we tell you to get together. You don't even show up. You know, I, I told you this story where I was, uh, we had we had uh, ELM come here in my town on July 4th, about three years ago, and a woman messaged me and told me about it, that they had armed people down there protecting them, or armed people in my county during the 4th of July, which I wasn't too appreciative of, so I went down there, but that woman never showed up. Man, I'll tell you what, you lose a lot of respect for somebody like that. Oh, yeah. 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 We funny, stand- funny thing about our capital, everybody's walking around with guns on our sides. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Dude, this is the way we was. We ended up having me and my buddy and uh, another buddy and maybe one other person standing behind us with guns. And the part that really burnt me was all the all the young kids and all the people that had their big four-wheel drive trucks they were sitting on the main drive with their guns on their trucks and i'm like going man you're worthless you're you're a block away you're not over here in front of these people what are you doing well it's all that was all for show well the uh the na's what is it nf whatever the organization is the national f america group uh, they showed up in Louisville a few oh. years ago, oh. protesting, protesting, and they ended up shooting themselves. Yeah, like three of them, like three of them got shot, and they were. It was them shooting each other. Oh, they had no trigger control. I don't know what happened. If it's something happened, the, the human genome or what? But some of these people, like me, <laughs> seeing this man driving with a mask on in his car, and I'm like, "What?" I'm so yeah. They can only I mean, they can only show up in Louisville here. If they show up in any other part of the state, they get ran out pretty quickly. Uh, they oh, meet yeah. swift, swift resistance. Oh, that's bad. Well, guys, I don't know how long we got left on here before we get cut off. So um, yeah, I gotta go anyways. It's almost one o'clock here. Yep, it's it is. So we gotta be up for church, and I got a wanted tomorrow with the kids. So uh, thank you all for having you guys. Were great. We'll do this again. You know, it's just nice to be able to talk about this stuff, and and maybe hey. hopefully somebody will hear it and wake up. This is a good yeah, conversation. Let me talk. Thanks for letting me talk, John. Yeah, thanks, it was awesome, man. guys. Nice meeting you, Hondo. Yeah, thank you. Same here. Uh, uh, Pocky, had a nice, nice uh, pod, podcast tonight. Let's do this again. Yeah, for sure. John, Punky, love you both. Had a great yeah, time with you. Too, Douglas. Love you Say guys. God bless. I will, absolutely. So, yep, it's prayer time. So if y'all would just bow your heads, please. Uh, Heavenly Father, we come to you again humbly tonight just to, to thank you so very much for for all of this uh, friendship that we have, Lord, that have turned into family and, and for all the good times that we can sit here and laugh, Lord, through through all the trying, crazy times. Uh, we know that you are a loving God and you do, you love us and you are protecting us. We see that every day, Lord, and we thank you truly for, for all of the blessings that we have in our lives. Um, we thank you for the discernment, for opening our eyes, and and for all the beauty that's still left here, all the revivals happening, and and just seeing you 
you know, your work here, Lord, through us. It's it's an amazing time to be in, Lord. We know that you called us for this moment in time, and we just hope that we can make you proud and, you know, that you put on our hearts whatever whatever it is that you need us to do, Lord. We pray that we will fulfill that for you, Lord. Um, we ask that all those who are struggling right now, Lord, through the hardships, through the hard times, through depression and anxiety, that you can help ease their hearts, Lord, that you just lift the veil for them too. We know that we weren't all called to, to do your work, and we know that we're all not all going to go to the same place to be with you for everlasting, but we pray that those who are to be called, that they'll open their eyes, Lord. We ask that we just continue to be the disciples that you called us to be, and that you just continue guiding us and giving us the courage, even through the hardest times, Lord. Uh, we thank you once again for just everything. Um, and we ask that you just help heal those that are sick. So many people are sick now. And for Jenny Lynn, her husband who lost uh, his aunt, Lord, just be with that family and put your hedge of protection and love around them as they, they deal with the loss of her, Lord. And for all the other people that have lost somebody uh, to this crazy bioweapon and, and all the sickness from the evil in this world, Lord, just be with us and continue guiding us and protect us. And in your son Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Well, Pocky, all right. thanks for letting me come on. Yeah, thanks for being here, brother. It's always great to have you here, uh, you know. It's just, it's always a good time. You know, I thank God truly every night that, that he put us all together through this craziness. Cause I don't know what I do without all of you. I, I probably well, lose my mind. I was, I was, I was um, happy to have a smart guy Saturday with uh, yeah. old John there. <laughs> yeah. John, well, thank thanks you. for coming, man. Thank you guys. Hey, thank, thank you, you. Funky. I appreciate you let me come yeah, on to talk. Coming on, really, you know, it's, I figured doing it this, this night. You know, I know a lot of people are busy on the weekends and things like that, but I figured, you know, since Scott doesn't have a show, it'd be nice to do a Saturday night show after Everin. And I know some of us we miss the music and the, you know, just chatting and all that. So, you know, it's just great to be able to get together like this. And hopefully it soon is. we'll have a bard fest and we can all get together in person and sit around a fire and talk. Hey, it's good for the soul to be with like-minded people. That's right. Amen to that. Well, thank you all again for joining and those who will listen later. Uh, I hope you enjoy the show. It was a great night. It was a little bit longer than normal, but hey, you know what? God bless this. And, uh, I hope you all have a great night and uh, a blessed Sunday tomorrow. All right. Thank you. God bless everyone.
Awesome, Douglas. Thank you. You have to come on one night and just play some some songs for us. Thank you. Y'all have you. <laughs> Thank you, brother. God bless. I'm sorry, but I don't want to be a, an emperor. That's not my business. I don't want to rule or conquer anyone. I should like to help everyone if possible. Jew, Gentile, black man, white. We all want to help one another. Human beings are like that. We want to live by each other's happiness, not by each other's misery. We don't want to hate and despise one another. In this world, there's room for everyone, and the good earth is rich and can provide for everyone. The way of life can be free and beautiful, but we have lost the way. Greed has poisoned men's souls, has barricaded the world with hate, Goose stepped us into misery and bloodshed. We have developed speed, but we have shut ourselves in. Machinery that gives abundance has left us in want. Our knowledge has made us cynical, our cleverness hard and unkind. We think too much and feel too little. More than machinery, we need humanity. More than cleverness, we need kindness and gentleness. Without these qualities, life will be violent and all will be lost. The aeroplane and the radio have brought us closer together. The very nature of these inventions cries out for the goodness in men, cries out for universal brotherhood, for the unity of us all. Even now, my voice is reaching millions throughout the world, millions of despairing men, women, and little children, victims of a system that makes men torture and imprison innocent people. To those who can hear me, I say, do not despair. The misery that is now upon us is but the passing of greed, the bitterness of men who fear the way of human progress. The hate of men will pass, and dictators die, and the power they took from the people will return to the people, and so long as men die, liberty will never perish. Soldiers, don't give yourselves to brutes. Men who despise you, enslave you, who regiment your lives, tell you what to do, what to think, and what to feel, who drill you, diet you, treat you like cattle, use you as cannon fodder. Don't give yourselves to these unnatural men, machine men, with machine minds and machine hearts, 
You are not machines. You are not cattle. You are men. You have the love of humanity in your hearts. You don't hate. Only the unloved hate. The unloved and the unnatural. Soldiers, don't fight for slavery. Fight for liberty. In the 17th chapter of St. Luke it is written, the kingdom of God is within man. Not one man, nor a group of men. But in all men, in you. You, the people, have the power. The power to create machines. The power to create happiness. You, the people, have the power to make this life free and beautiful. To make this life a wonderful adventure. Then in the name of democracy, let us use that power. Let us all unite. Let us fight for a new world. A decent world that will give men a chance to work, that will give youth a future and old age a security. By the promise of these things, brutes have risen to power, but they lie, they do not fulfill that promise, they never will. Dictators free themselves, but they enslave the people. Now let us fight to fulfill that promise. Let us fight to free the world, to do away with national barriers, to do away with greed, with hate and intolerance. Let us fight for a world of reason. A world where science and progress will lead to all men's happiness.